Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. Well, this morning we are resuming our study in the book of 1 Kings. We're going to be looking at chapter 10 and 11 this morning. Now, chapter 10 is just kind of um, just a short little reminder of the wealth and splendor and wisdom that Solomon possessed. But chapter 11 deals with Solomon's turn from God. And then as a result, God raises some adversaries against Solomon. And of course, the chapter ends with the death of Solomon. And uh, so, you know, well, I'll just let the scriptures speak for themselves. And we'll talk about it when we get there about Solomon's fall and what caused Solomon's fall. All right. So not... Uh, no need for a large backdrop conversation. Let's just dig right in. Starting with chapter 10, dealing with Solomon and the Queen Sheba, and then a conversation, a reminder about his wisdom and his splendor. And then we'll get into 11, uh, where things really start to fall apart. King James Bible. Let's begin. Verse 1. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train, with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him of all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her, all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king, which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all Solomon's wisdom, and the house that he had built, and the meat of his table, and the sitting of his servants, and the attendance of his ministers, and their apparel, and his cupbearers, and his ascent by which he went up unto the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, It was a true report that I heard in my own land of thy acts and of thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came, and my eyes had seen it, and behold, the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I had heard. Happy are thy men, happy are thy servants which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. And she gave the king a hundred and twenty talents of gold, and of spices very great store and precious stones. And there came no more such abundance of spices as these which the queen of Sheba gave to Solomon. And the navy also of Haram, that brought gold from Ophur, brought in him from Ophur great plenty of, alum, uh, of almond trees and precious stones. 
and the king made the almug trees pillars for the house of the Lord. And for the king's house harps also and salt trees and singers. There came no such almug trees, nor were seen unto this day. And King Solomon gave unto the queen of Sheba all her desire, whatever she asked, beside that which Solomon gave her of his royal bounty. So she turned and she went to her own country, she and her servants. Now, the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was six hundred threescore and six talents of gold. Please note, I'm sure it has no significance or anything, and I'm not going to spend a bunch of time talking about it, but I just thought it was interesting that the weight of gold was 666. (laughs) It just kind of stuck out to me. Uh, So verse 14 says, Now the weight of gold that came to Solomon in one year was 603 score and six talents of gold. Besides that he had the merchant and of the traffic of spice merchants, and all of the kings of Arabia, and the governors of the country. And King Solomon made two hundred targets of beaten gold. Six hundred shekels of gold went to one target. He made three hundred shields of beaten gold. Three pounds of gold went to one shield, and the king put them in the house of the forest of Lebanon. Moreover, the king made a great throne of ivory and overlaid it with the best gold. The throne had six steps, and the top of the throne was round behind, and there was stays on either side of the place of the seat, and two lions stood beside the, sti- beside the stays. And twelve lions stood there on one side and one on the other upon the six steps. There was not like ma- there was not the like made in any kingdom. And all King Solomon's drinking vessels were of gold, and all the vessels of the house of the forest of Lebanon were of pure gold. None were silver. It was nothing accounted of in the days of Solomon. For the king had at sea a navy of Tharshish with the navy Haram. Once in three years came the navy of Tharshish, bringing gold and silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So King Solomon exceeded all the kings of the earth for riches and for wisdom. And all the earth sought to Solomon to hear his wisdom, which God had put in his heart. And they brought every man his present vessels of silver and vessels of gold and garments and armor and spices, horses and mules, a rate year by year. And Solomon gathered together chariots and horsemen, and he had thousands and four hundred chariots and twelve thousand horsemen whom he had bestowed in the cities for chariots and with the king at Jerusalem. And the king made silver to be in Jerusalem. As stones and cedars made he to be as sycamore trees that are in the vale for abundance. And Solomon had horses brought out of Egypt and linen yard. The king's merchants received the linen yarn at a price. And a chariot came up and went out of Egypt for six hundred shekels of silver and a horse for a hundred and fifty 
And so for all the kings of the Hittites and for the kings of Syria, did they bring them out by their means? So please note, that's chapter 10. And chapter 10 just kind of goes out of its way to make sure you understand just how much Solomon had. Just how wealthy he was. Uh how extreme and absurd really his wealth was it also goes out of its way to make sure you understand that God gave him this wisdom put this wisdom in his heart like all this abundance which greatly exceeded any king who's ever lived to this day and before was from God and yet what we're about to discover is in spite of all of that And in spite of how wise Solomon was, he's about to fail miserably and end his journey poorly, so to speak. So let's get into chapter 11, and we'll see the fall and death of Solomon. Chapter 11, verse 1. But King Solomon loved many strange women, together with the daughter of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidians, and Hittites. Now please note, what's interesting is the Proverbs are filled over and over with wisdom from Solomon saying, don't engage with a strange woman, right? A strange woman is a deep ditch. A strange woman is a deep pit. You know, like, warns over and over, warning his sons over and over and over, don't do this thing. Don't get caught up with strange women. And maybe it's because of his own failings uh, that he that he wrote that wisdom down for his sons. Verse 2 Let me just start over. But the king Solomon loved many strange women together with the daughters of Pharaoh, women of the Moabites, Ammonites, Edomites, Zidians, and Hittites, of the nations concerning which the Lord said unto the children of Israel, You shall not go into them, neither shall they come in unto you, for surely they will turn away your heart after their gods. And Solomon clave unto these in love. And he had 700 wives, princesses, and 300 concubines, and his wives turned away his heart. Please note, obviously, Solomon had a hunger uh, for women. I can't even conceive, it's it's, it's, uh, it's not even conceivable to, to try to understand 700 wives plus 300 concubines. Verse 4. For it came to pass when Solomon was old that his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not perfect with the Lord his God, as was the heart of David his father. For Solomon went after Ashtoreth, the goddess of Zidionians, and after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. And Solomon did evil in the sight of the Lord, and went not fully after the Lord, as did David his father. Then Solomon built a high place for Kamash, the abomination of Moab, and in the hill that is before Jerusalem, and for Moloch, the abomination of the children of Ammon. And likewise did he for all his strange wives, which burnt incense and sacrifices 
unto their gods and sacrificed unto their gods. And the Lord was angry with Solomon because his heart was turned from the Lord God of Israel, which had appeared to him twice and had commanded him concerning this thing, that he should not go after other gods. But he kept not that which the Lord commanded. So please note, obviously God is frustrated and angered, right? He's given Solomon the greatest wisdom and the greatest wealth known, ever known to man. Furthermore, God has appeared to Solomon twice, two times. So Solomon's really without excuse. I mean, how can he not know who the one true God is? He's blessed beyond measure, and the Lord has appeared to him twice, right? Verse 11, Wherefore the Lord said unto Solomon, For as much as this is done of thee, thou hast not kept my covenant and my statutes which I have commanded thee, I will surely rend the kingdom from thee, and will give it to thy servant. Notwithstanding, in thy days I will not do it for David thy father's sake, but I will rend it out of the hand of thy son. Howbeit I will not rend it away all the kingdom, but I will give one tribe to thy son for David my servant's sake, and for Jerusalem's sake, which I have chosen. And the Lord stirred up an adversary unto Solomon, Hadad the Edomite. He was the king... He was the king's seed in Edom. For it came to pass when David was in Edom, and Joab the captain of the host was gone up to bury the slain after he had smitten every male in Edom. For six months did Joab remain there with all Israel until he had cut off every male in Edom. That Hadad fled, and he and certain Edomites of his father's servants with him to go into Egypt. Hadad being yet a little child. And they arose out of Midian and came to Paran. And they took men with them out of Paran, and they came to Egypt unto Pharaoh king of Egypt, which gave him a house, and appointed him victuals, and gave him land. And Hadad found great favor in the sight of Pharaoh, so that he gave him to wife the sister of his own wife, the sister of Tophenes the queen. And a sister of Tophenes bare him Gunabath, his son, whom Tophenes weaned in Pharaoh's house. And Gunabath was in Pharaoh's household among the sons of Pharaoh. And when Hadad heard in, the, in Egypt that David slept with his fathers, and that Joab, the captain of the host, was dead, Hadad said to Pharaoh, Let me depart, that I may go to my own country. Then Pharaoh said unto him, But what hast thou lacked with me? That, behold, thou seekest to go to thy own country. And he answered nothing, howbeit, let me go anywise. And God stirred up him, stirred him up another adversary, Rezon, the son of Elidad, which fled from his lord Hadezer, king of Zobah. And he gathered men unto him, and became captain over a band. And when David slew them in Zobah, they went to Damascus and dwelt therein, and reigned in Damascus. And he was an adversary to Israel all the days of Solomon, besides the mischief that Hadad did. And he abhorred Israel and reigned over Syria. And Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and Ephrite of, of Zirdah, Solomon's servant, whose mother's name was Zerah, a widow woman, he lifted up his head against the king. 
And this was the cause that he lifted up his hand against the king Solomon, built Milo, and repaired the breaches of the city of David his father. And the man Jeroboam was a mighty man of valor, and Solomon, seeing the young man, that he was industrious, he made him ruler over all charge of the house of Joseph. And it came to pass at that time when Jeroboam went out of Jerusalem that the prophet Ahijah, the Shilonite, found him in the way and had clad himself with a new garment. And they too were alone in the field. And Ahijah caught the new garment that was on him and rent it in twelve pieces. And he said to Jeroboam, Take thee ten pieces, for thus saith the Lord, the God of Israel, Behold, I will rend the kingdom out of the hand of Solomon. And I will give ten tribes to thee. But he shall have one tribe for my servant David's sake, for Jerusalem's sake, the city which I have chosen out of all the tribes of Israel. Because that I have forsaken me and have worshipped Ashtoreth, the goddess of Zodonians, Kamash, the god of the Moabites, Milcom, the god of the children of Ammon, and have not walked in my ways, and do that which is right in my eyes to keep my statutes and my judgments, as did David his father. Howbeit, I will not take the whole kingdom out of his hand, but I will make him prince all the days of his life for David my servant's sake, whom I chose because I kept my commandments and my statutes. But I will take the kingdom out of his son's hands, and I will give it unto thee, even ten tribes. And to his son I will give one tribe, that David my servant may have a light always before me in Jerusalem, the city which I have chosen to put my name there. And I will take thee, and thou shalt reign according to all that thou soul desireth, and shalt be king over Israel. And it shall be, if thou wilt hearken unto all that I command thee, that I will and walk in my ways, and do what is right in my sight, to keep my statutes and my commandments, as David my servant did, that I will be with thee, and build thee a sure house as I built for David, and I will give Israel unto thee. And I will for this afflict the seed of David, but not forever. Solomon sought therefore to kill Jeroboam, and Jeroboam arose and fled into Egypt, and Shishkan the king of Egypt, and was in Egypt until the death of Solomon. And the rest of the acts of Solomon, on all that he did, and his wisdom, are they not written in the book of the Acts of Solomon? And the time Solomon reigned in Jerusalem over all Israel was forty years. And Solomon slept with his fathers and was buried in the city of David his father. And Rehoboam his son reigned in his stead. And so that is the end of chapter 11. And of course, you know, one thing that the, that the book of Kings and Chronicles and... Uh, the book of Solomon, uh, or not Solomon, uh, Samuel does, is it assumes that we have access to these like historical records. Like, for example, this one says, and all the rest of the things that Solomon did, like, you can find out about it if you want to. Is it not written in the Acts of Solomon? Um, we see that also It'll, in a couple places. It says, is it not written in the book of Jasher? And uh, we see a couple, of, a couple examples of this. Um... But anyway, that is our study for this morning. Uh, not overly exciting, but it's just important to know. You know, God gave the commandments multiple times. Um, Solomon knew the, the warnings and the reasons for the warnings. In the book of Exodus, God tells... Exodus, here, I'll just read you a couple real quick. Exodus thirty four sixteen. 
And thou take of the daughters, and unto thy sons, and their daughters go whoring after their gods, and make thy sons go whoring after their gods. Neither sh- Deuteronomy chapter 7. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shall not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. Exodus twenty three thirty one, And I will set thy bounds from the Red Sea, and unto the sea of the Philistines, and from the desert of the river. For I will deliver the inhabitants of the land into your hands, and thou shalt drive them out before thee. Thou shalt make no covenant with them, nor their gods. And they shall not dwell in thy land, lest they make thee a sin against me. For if thou serve their gods, it will surely become a snare unto thee. So it's all over the law. Uh, you don't intermarry uh, specifically outside of the faith, right? That's really what this is about. Don't think that you're going to, like, you know, get involved with somebody and you'll convert them. No, what's going to happen is they're going to lead you astray. And we have the ultimate example. We have the wisest man, richest man who ever lived, a man who had two visitations from Jehovah, and yet he was still drawn away to false gods by intermarrying with women who did not, you know, who did not hold Jehovah as the one true God, but worshipped false gods. So there you have it. That is our study for this morning. Uh, Thank you for your prayers. I'm starting to get back uh, to health and I appreciate uh, all your prayers and your concern. Thank you for supporting the broadcast. I hope you've been blessed this week and uh, I've done the best I can do this week given the circumstances and hopefully it's been a blessing to you. Lord willing, I'll be back Monday uh, with some wisdom and some encouragement from the Psalms and then hopefully we'll knock out another video for the YouTube channel as well. Um, Lots coming up as we enter into the fall. uh, So, Uh, be paying attention for that. Thanks for listening. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.